Hotty ho, you handsome hunk. Grab a snack and gain some chunk. If your day is great or really sunk, we hope to help you shake the funk. So if you're good to hear some junk, buckle up, it's the Junk Monk Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Junk Monk Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Sloan, you know from Instagram at Hardens and Hard Hats. And I'm Noah, your co-host, you know from right now. If this is your first time listening, let us fill you in. We are watching and reviewing every episode of the USA hit TV show Monk right here each week. We are going to do so while eating a little bit of junk. So, Candace, I have my junk food here, which is Big Red. Oh, nice. I know, I know. Okay, and you're not going to get... I'll give you one guess of what my junk food is. It was in the episode. Hoppy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, no, 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 I got this, I got this, I got this. Fish or gum? Gum. It's gum. It's pancake. Oh. I'm, well, that now that was a letdown. That was a letdown. I don't Well, sorry I couldn't be a frog. Well, you literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it was in the episode, okay? It's not my fault. <laughs> okay. Also, you must know I've seen every episode of Monk. I'm a huge fan. Started watching in 2007 and for the most part watched it as it aired. I've seen season one and those down on the show and a few scattered here and there in different seasons. So, if you're ready to start the show, Toby, take it away. Here's what happened. This is Mr. Monk gets hypnotized, season 7, episode 8. Here's what happened. In the opening scene, we see Sally Larkin, a famous actress, trading in some jewelry at a local pawn shop. When her items are too expensive to cash in, she walks back to her car on the stormy night. The shop owners are chatting and take notice of her fame and troubled relationship with her husband. Then, suddenly, a car alarm sounds from the parking lot and they rush toward the commotion. Sally's car door is open, but the actress is nowhere to be found. Next, we see Monk on the scene, as everyone else is mesmerized by a double rainbow that he doesn't seem to care about. Natalie points out his inability to enjoy life's little joys, and to make matters worse, Harold Crenshaw approaches with a new lease on life. His explanation, hypnosis. Monk's jealousy and curiosity overwhelm him, causing him to reach out to the hypnotherapist. It, quote-unquote, works, and Adrian is transported back to an early childhood. As for the case, he quickly pieces together that Sally's soon-to-be ex-husband, Errol Markin, is lying about his whereabouts the night of the abduction. But after an alibi from his mistress rules him out, a shocking turn of events happens when Sally escapes her abductor after being held captive in a cabin for three days. She's accusing her husband, Aaron, who she actually killed in the cabin in order to escape. Her performance is convincing, but even Monk, in his adolescent state, finds a major clue that would prove that she had not been in the woods for three days, and that she had killed her husband to keep all the money in their divorce. When the gang had visited Aaron's home during Sally's quote-unquote abduction, the captain had spit out a piece of Randy's homemade gum and lost it in the entryway of the home. Sally had stepped on the same piece of disherment gum when she went back home to kill Aaron and set his body up in the cabin. Adrian coughs up the piece of evidence, the case is solved, and Mr. Monk goes back to being his old self again. All right, that was Mr. Monk Gets Hypnotized. Candace, what did you like about this episode? Okay, Harold is back, and he's better than ever. (laughs) Okay, Um, I noticed, too, his character acted a lot more like his character on Will and Grace that I've been watching. So that was kind of funny because you know how I've said, I've been like imagining Harold Crenshaw when I'm watching that. And this time I was imagining his character and I was like, this seems more about up his alley. So it was pretty funny. Um, But Harold is hilarious as usual. And I did like that 
Natalie was trying to get Monk to like promise that he would not see the hypnotherapist, like no matter how much, you know, he thought that Harold was amazingly cured or whatever. So like right off the bat, when she was like, wait, no, you're not going to do that. I don't like hypnotherapy. I was like, hmm, jotting this down. Nice. Interesting. Really? My first like was the people at the store, the very beginning scene, the two store owners. Oh, okay. And <laughs> they reminded me of my parents. The, the, oh. <laughs> the wife was like, she's, uh, she's, what's her name? The actress. Oh, you know, the, the famous actress. What's her name? It's like, that's totally my parents. In their in their shop, talking <laughs> about their customer. Exactly. Yeah, that's I like that. Okay, I put hoppy right, which we've discussed that I'm not eating hoppy. Okay, <laughs> um, because he likes to hop, and only Monk and Natalie allowed to touch. <laughs> There's that was really cute. That like pans over the the pond, and he's like, "I found something! I found something!" And they're like running to him. What? What is it? What is it? He's like, "I'm well. I'm not going to show you unless you agree not to touch it." And he's like, "Well, we're all cops here. We know not to touch the evidence." And he's like, "Well, I can touch it, and Natalie can touch it, <laughs> but nobody else can touch it." And he's like, "Okay." Oh, and he also says, "I found it." I'm the one that found it. I found it. He's like, who the heck cares who found it? What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, it was funny. So yeah, Hoppy. And he was really cute that he actually was carrying this frog around in a little box. It was yeah. adorable. It, it was so like painted. It's so cute. It's I know. <laughs> Where did he get that box anyway? Arts and crafts with Natalie and Monk. I would pay to watch that. What if Julie <laughs> made it? Well, they didn't say that, right? I'm not making no, that. Didn't. I'm not I don't like, oh, yeah, no. That would have been so adorable. They like, totally oh, Julie made this box for Hoppy, Mr. Monk. Boom. Easy. But And also, that would have been, I'm getting into a dislike, but that would have been good if Julie was in that episode with him acting like a kid, I think. I mean, I feel like that would have added that somehow. I think it could have been fun if she was, like, acting all grown up. Because you know Julie. She's been acting all grown up lately. So if she's acting grown up and Monk is acting like a child, it'd be fun to see that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, oh, I thought I was babysitting him before. <laughs> okay. My next thing is Monk at the crime scene with Natalie when he refuses to look at the double rainbow. <laughs> Natalie's like, come on, Mr. Monk, you have to look. Don't you have any sense of wonder? He's like, I do. I wonder where this missing girl went. <laughs> That kind of ties into my next one, which is I like how nine-year-old Monk is still a detective. Yeah. Like whenever they go to the manor and Stottlemyre is like, uh, this guy just told us that he's been here all night. And Monk's like, he's lying. And he's like, how do you know? Oh, that was was before he turns into a kid. That, That was. Yeah. But he wasn't even trying. I was. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes. That I did. I, I feel like I was going to write that and I didn't. Maybe somewhere at the bottom. But yeah, I, I totally remember that because he's like, yeah, I don't care about that. I, yeah. There's another there's another scene like that in another episode, I think, where he's talking to Sharona and he does the same thing. He's like, yeah, 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 she's lying because blah, 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 blah. And he, so I love that. It's so good. Um, <laughs> no, but I was talking about when he's a kid and he solves the clues is whenever he goes to the office to check on the husband. He goes to the house and questions the husband, but then he goes to his office and then he sees his secretary there, which oh, is his yes. mistress. Oh, yes. And then he's like, oh, you guys are, uh, what does he say? They're 
what is you guys want to get married and like and you know kiss <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly and then he's like wow we've been keeping a relationship secret for like three years how did you figure it out I'm just curious and he's like oh because you drank out of the same water bottle and you weren't afraid of her cooties <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, our cooties. <laughs> oh, um, I like good. Monk's Dr. Bell impression. I like Monk's Dr. Bell impression. He's like, oh, all Dr. Bell is this. Blah, blah, blah. Tell me about your mother. Yak, yak, yak. How does that make you feel? Words, words, words. <laughs> you mean Dr. Smell? <laughs> He's like trampling over like the the vending machines. He's like Doctor Bell, more like Doctor Smell. <laughs> and then he's like he he's like going after the candy machine. He's like Natalie, do you have t- uh, t- like two dimes and three quarters? Or do you have three quarters or and a hammer? <laughs> he just slips a hammer in there. It's like that was funny. Um, also, whenever he's talking to the girl, he's balancing the balloon on his nose the whole time. Oh, yeah. Like, has the balloon weight, and he's just, like, doing that. <laughs> so there's definitely some some good, just, like, little tidbits that they kept throwing in. Mm-hmm. Tony definitely deserved an award for this. I think it portrayed his, like, way to just switch back and forth from character to character. And I really enjoyed his acting in this episode. And I think he deserved an award. I'll say it. Oh. It was nice. I enjoyed it. I wonder... I, I think like every year, whenever you're nominated for an Emmy, you submit an episode that you want like the Academy or whatever to like look at. Mm-hmm. I wonder which episode he chose because I believe that he chose um, another episode that I'll mention probably in a minute. That's very similar to this one. He submitted that one. I wonder if he submitted this one for his season seven. Interesting. Interesting that you bring up the awards. I would like to know that. Um, the next thing that I have is I like how they explained that it was wish fulfillment because I was kind of confused by like why he was acting the way that he was acting. But Dr. Bell's like, well, no, he's not acting out the childhood that he had. He's acting out the childhood that he wished that he had. So that's why he's acting that way. Because I was thinking, we know Monk didn't have this kind of childhood. So why is he acting like that? You know what I mean? So it was because I was trying to I'm like thinking, is this like a plot hole? Why would he be acting like this? But it just made like a lot more sense too. whenever Dr. Bell said that he'll snap himself out of it. And then when he said that, I was also a lot more like, okay with how he was acting, you know, because sometimes trying to think of examples besides this one that I'm thinking of, but that you don't know when he's going to act normal again. But the fact that Dr. Bell's like, look, he's fine. He's just going to snap out of it. He'll be he'll be fine. It made you it made me feel just more like, OK, with how he was, act, you know, when he was acting like inappropriate and stuff yeah. like, oh, OK, but he'll snap mm-hmm. out of it. So, yeah, I liked when Monk and Natalie are going to look for the body and Monk and Natalie are walking by and this lady is on the news and she's reporting and and Monk shows Hoppy to the camera. It's so funny. I put Hoppy's TV debut. <laughs> he's walking and he has his box in his hand and then he sees the camera crew and he's like, oh, wait a second. Hey, here you go. Hey, and then 
It's like holding it up, and now he's like, <laughs> I that was I was I'm like taking notes on my desk because I'm watching it by myself, and I'm like I, I just burst out in laughter. I was like dying. I was dying laughing at that part. I like that part too. Also, another one where I was dying laughing was the farting scoots. He's, he's in like, the chair. I can't do it. I, can't, I, I don't I can't think do I can it. either. <laughs> oh, I did it! <laughs> and he like does it in a quick little burst. And he's like, he's <laughs> like a big fat liar. And he's like what? And he's like, it's, oh my gosh! I was dying laughing. I couldn't. And then he's like. She's a big fat liar. There's no way she was up in that cabin for three days. And he's like, why? He's like, no TV. She would have definitely died. <laughs> it's like, uh, he wasn't wrong, though. I was like, well, that's that's foolproof right there. Good, good point. <laughs> no Wi-Fi, no TV, no smartphone. Count me dead. Impossible. Day one. My next thing is Monk's prediction of what happened. And he's like, I'll tell you what happened. He was taunting her. She was sitting in the corner, and he was eating in front of her. And then his pants fell off. <laughs> and then <laughs> he grabbed a piece of the floorboard, and he banged himself on the head because he couldn't live with the embarrassment. <laughs> I like when the guy's eating the sandwich, and he's like... <laughs> That's my favorite. I like that one. Um, when Denise from Tony Shalhoub Daily and I did the summations, we noted this one, I think, as um, one of the times when Monk is wrong because he actually gives out a big black oh, and white yeah. summation and he's technically wrong because he gives this whole summation that's just wrong, you know? So that's an interesting little thing to throw in there. Uh, but I did have more on the farting scoots scene that whole scene right he's telling her like she's a big fat liar there's no tv but uh, and he also says and there's no way that a girl can beat up a boy that's a scientific fact <laughs> and then he starts taping with scotch tape and he just starts taping yeah. around his face and then he starts what he's like muttering awesome. stuff and he's like i he's like i didn't do it He's like, I'm innocent, you hear? And just like all this goofy, goofy stuff. And Natalie goes over to help him take the tape off. Like, she's like, Mr. Monk, that's enough. And he's like, oh, what is that smell? Natalie, <laughs> put your arms down. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, he did not. That is so embarrassing. I feel so bad for Natalie. And then the last thing I put on that was, he's like, she's a liar, Stottle Maya. Yes, that's my last thing, too. She's a liar, Stottle Maya. He points to the lady, he's like, you're in a lot of trouble, facelift. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So bad. And then, um, that was that your last one? That was my last one. Okay. I put when... Um, of course, I put Disher Mint gum, tar flavored. Yeah, of course, of course. I, I mean, diet blueberry. Sorry, not tar flavored. <laughs> um, I put when Monk is confronting Sally Larkin 
Because she's like talking down to him like she because she thinks he's a little boy, which is understandable. So she wasn't being like totally rude, but she thought she could manipulate him. Mm-hmm. And because she sees him like walking outside her balcony or whatever. And so she goes out there and she's like, hi, Adrian, and trying to talk to him. And he's like, I know what you did. And she's like, what do you think I did? And then he's like, oh, because I think she says you're different. And like it's this like adult serious face yeah. on, and he's like, "Here's what happened." Boo, 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 boo. Yeah, like, dang. so I had that one, and then of course the final scene when Natalie, when he's, I guess he's not like scarfing down his pancakes, and he's like cutting his food up again, and he's eating like properly, and Natalie's like looking at him, and she's like, "Oh, they just grow up so fast," and he's like, "What?" And she's like, "Oh, nothing." <laughs> and then she's like oh mr monk look there's three baby birds in a nest out here you should come see it and he's like i'll call the exterminator and she's like no come see it and then he's like fine and but i guess after she walks off yeah. he's like okay i'll go look and then he looks and he's like i don't get it <laughs> <laughs> i that's a dislike of mine actually okay transition into that oh, okay i feel like they could have gave monk a win on this one and him be like oh wow it's not so bad or something like that maybe just a a longing stare at it i i don't know okay i get what you're saying but also the ramifications of did the hypnosis work like we don't like the hypnosis was so bad and that guy was obviously like such a quack like would we want Mm -hmm. that to work like oh mr monk the hypnosis like i don't think we'd want that and i think the the good part is that Yes, it's not technically a win, but it is in the sense that Monk is okay with being himself because before he was upset that he couldn't appreciate the rainbow. And then Mm -hmm. at the end, when he can't appreciate the baby birds, he's like, "Eh, I'll call the exterminator. I don't get it. I don't like I never will. So and he's not like, I just don't get it. Like the end of that other episode, the falls in love. Where there was an absolutely no comedic ending. It was just like heartbreak. And that's it. I feel like I feel like I get what you're saying, but there's a lot worse. Mm. Uh, there's a lot worse times where Monk could have gotten a win. But I get what you're saying. Um, I put weird camera work. There was two oh. times where the camera work was weird. The fir- they were really close together though. When Monk is in the hypnotist office and they like transition out and they zoom out through like the window into the bushes and then the bushes change into the crime scene. <gasps> I do remember that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was weird. I did it. Okay. Okay. And then there's another one when Monk finds Hoppy, they pan over the pond and like from like the pond is like this and they go like this and it zooms all the way into Monk and it's really strange. I do not remember that one. It's really strange. I okay. do I do remember the first one though, because I remember being like, wow. Like I thought it was cool. I thought we were all fancy. No, okay. And I agree, because I was like, oh, that was like an interesting way to like transition from one to the other. And then I saw this pond thing and I was like, I think someone's just getting really creative with the camera. And that's you know what I mean? Like one yeah. was like, okay, the next one was like, someone's being like artistic here and it's different. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, because usually it's just black screen. Yeah, like fade in, fade yeah, out. Exactly. Yeah. My next dislike. I don't have very many dislikes actually. Um, Either. My next dislike is Natalie's. Honestly, I feel bad for you. 
Like, come on, Natalie. I thought that was rude. Oh, when she's first convincing him that he, like, can't enjoy the little things in life. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. To me, again, that kind of reminds me of and buys a house when she's like, are you sure you're going to be happy here? Trudy was here. And you're like, it's kind of thanks, up. Natalie. Like, here's wound meat salt. <laughs> thanks. Okay. I put that I was it was really sad when no one believed slash wanted to hear Monk when he was like, I know who did it. Or, you know, I know how she did it. And I'm not going to tell you. Because oh. I hate you. <laughs> and you're all stupid. <laughs> and you're never going to see me again. Go I'm going to France. France. <laughs> he uses $5. He's like, I'm going to France. That's exactly what a little kid would do, though. He's going to run away. He's going to pack his suitcase with his frog <laughs> and his $5 bill. And he is out of here. He's like, so. you're all stupid. Hoppy, you become. You're not stupid. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. That's exactly the part where I went. Oh, <laughs> I don't like that. That was sad. <laughs> okay, this is my last one on dislikes already. Um, poor monk. After five hours of chewing that gum, comes to his senses. He's like. I've been chewing this gum for five hours. Five and a half. <laughs> yeah, five, five and a half hours. And he throws it and then loses the evidence. But it was it was sad because he was all grossed out. Yeah. I was really worried about Monk as soon as he started comparing himself to Harold. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, no. Another Daredevil episode. Do not do that. And then I was like, after, you know, watching what happens and it's more of a lighthearted episode, I was like, see, this is what I was talking about, what they could have done with the Daredevil episode. There was so much gold there with with uh, Harold Crenshaw being like in this green leotard. He's a fake superhero. That's a very fun theme to go with. And I feel like the hypnotist direction, you know what I mean? Remember whenever he compares himself to Harold the first time? Like, oh, Harold can do this and I can't? He's on suicide watch. This time, he's like, oh, let me try hypnotherapy. And then the result of that is something funny that everyone, like, laughs at. And it's more lighthearted. And I feel like they just missed an opportunity. This is really a dislike for Daredevil. But I was just thinking about it. Like, at first, I was, like, upset. You know, like, oh, no, this is going to be like the Daredevil episode where he's just comparing himself to Harold the whole yeah. time. But they took it in a much better direction. So it was kind of a like, but kind of a dislike. But mm -hmm. I, to be clear, I I also had very little amounts of dislikes. So yeah. um, another one is that the kids were mean to him in the park. But, oh. he, mm. he, but he was mean to them. I guess but I should say the, down. the kids were running away from him in the park. And all the parents were like freaking out. And it was just one of those things where it's like, again... It's a, it's a little plot holy for me because I still get confused. I'm like, but would Monk really want to do that? Like, if this is wish fulfillment, would Monk really be doing that? But anyway, so it's like, I, I feel bad for him because that's what he, like, thinks is appropriate behavior. Or he's, maybe he was just upset. Like, he was upset that n nobody was listening to him. So he got mad and was pushing people down. I don't know. But it was still just a sad moment because everybody was like, 
again, just because he was hypnotized and he was better, people were, were still mistreating him. And it reminded me of the episode I keep alluding to, which is takes his medicine where he's the monk and he's better, but he turns out to be a jerk and then everyone doesn't like him. And so it was very, very similar to that. And so that's what, and that was the episode where I think that's the episode he, Tony Shalhoub submitted for his award, takes his medicine. I would assume that it reminds a lot of people of it. It's very similar. It's like he takes his medicine, he becomes the monk and then the cult. Or he thinks it's going to help him. Mm, mm-hmm. but, That's true. But I might argue that actually it helped them. No, I'm kidding. This was, this was a not like the COVID. This is pretty non-arguable that it did not help him. Agreed. Was a little baby child for this entire episode. So, <laughs> yeah. And then like you said at the end, if they would have been like, oh, I, I do get it now. I do get the birds. That means that the hypnosis helped him, which you wouldn't want to happen. So I also have the, uh, we didn't hear more about the Dishermit gum or Randy. Like Randy didn't have like many funny lines or anything. He was very like integral to that, which I guess I kind of appreciated because then it was like, it wasn't so obvious that his gum was going to be this major clue. Like if they had kept going towards that, you would be like, oh, that gum's got to have something to do with it. But the fact that they kind of just put it in there just a little bit was good. But I feel like we missed a lot of potential what that could have been for like funny, you know, puns or Randy lines or, yeah. you know, something. What do, what was he planning on doing with that gum? Is he going to sell it? Is he going to, you know, I don't know. I, I just, there was just a little, it was just a little lacking on the Randy action, Randy jokes and stuff. So agreed. All right. Now what's on do? He's the guy. All right. So do you have anyone? No. Okay. All right. Um, first we have Richard Schiff. This was the hypnotist, Dr. Kleiman. Okay. He was on the good doctor, which I've never seen, but for 62 episodes, he was on the good doctor. He was on, um, an episode of the grinder that I watched all of the Mindy project. I've watched all of that and white collar. And then funnily enough, like I recognize him from those little things, but I know he's on the West Wing, which I never seen either, but I know he's on that show because he was like on the whole thing. I think maybe he was on 145 episodes. So I think that's what he is most well known for. And then I also have Dinah Meyer as Sally Larkin. Okay. She's Sally Larkin, right? She actually is on. Um, an episode she's on three episodes of friends she was kate miller she is joey's girlfriend joey is in this play that's like really really terrible and he stars opposite of kate miller and she is uh i think she like goes out with joey but then like for like a date or something but she's also dating the director who's like this like crazy guy and so they have this like love story for like three episodes and then she ends up leaving because she gets booked somewhere else and a a different play somewhere else. And then they break up and then she like, I think this is the same one where she goes away on like a spaceship or something in the play. Cause the play is really, really bad. And so their whole breakup scene is this like, Joey's like, I'm going to get on this spaceship 
and I'm going to say goodbye and I'm going to be like in the future or something. He's like, if you're, if some, if I come back, tell your great, great, great granddaughter to look me up. Cause I'm going to want to meet her. <laughs> and it's this whole like scene. It's so stupid. Oh it's so funny. And then I also know her from birds of prey. So there's a show on the CW for like one season a long time ago. Is there a new Birds of Prey out? Yeah, there's a new movie. Oh, a new movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, this was a series that probably I uh, didn't check the year, but I don't know, maybe like 2002-ish, 2003. And it was for one season. And I want to say that this, I don't know what the movie's about, but the Birds of Prey, the main girl is the daughter of Batman. And I want to say Catwoman. And so she's like the new like vigilante, whatever. And this Sally Larkin, she, her name is Barbara Gordon and like slash Batgirl. So her name is Barbara Gordon, but her alter ego, whatever, she's Batgirl. And she's actually in a wheelchair and through the whole like series, I think. And she's the mentor of the, of the main girl. So, and I really, really liked that show and they canceled it after one season. I guess it didn't do very good. But yeah, Aww. so I grew up watching that show. And then my last one is Henry Cherney, who plays the husband, Aaron Larkin. He was on Revenge, which was an ABC show, and it was on for several years. And I I, I didn't watch it when it was on. I rewatched it. Um, I binge watched it like, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago. But he's Conrad Grayson and he's like the main, this whole family is the Grayson family and this girl like infiltrates the family and she's getting revenge because this whole family was like orchestrated to murder her parents or her father or something. But um, Aaron Larkin is the dad. He's Conrad Grayson. And so he's one of the puppeteers through this whole sick and twisted family and all of that. Um, He's also in an episode of Supergirl. He was in the first Mission Impossible and he is in Mission Impossible 7, which they're filming right now. He wasn't in any of the other Mission Impossibles, which I thought was interesting. So I just jotted that down. And then the last thing he is on was the Pink Panther, which um, we know Monk is kind of based on the Pink Panther. You know, what's his name? Uh, Detective Clouseau or whatever. And it's this funny scene. Have you ever seen the Pink Panther? We have to watch the Pink Panther. It's Steve Martin. He's super funny. And there's this scene where Clouseau is trying to get the Pink Panther diamond back. That's what the whole movie is about. Someone's stolen it. And he's in this like soccer, he's French or whatever. They're playing soccer in this stadium. And then he hears like heels clicking, like click, click, click. And he's like, wait, there's a woman here. I can hear her high heels. And she smells like Chanel number five. And then, and then Henry Turney walks up and he's like a man and he's wearing soccer cleats. And he's like, who are you? And he's like, he's like, do you have a woman with you? And he's like, no. He's like, do you have a pair of high heels in that bag? (laughs) No. Not even a small pair of poops. (laughs) And he's like, no. He's like, where were you the day that something, something, something? And he's like, uh, I was on, you know, I was playing football. And he's like, okay, don't leave this country. And he's like, uh, but I have a tournament in uh, Asia. And he's like, do not leave here or Asia. He's like, oh, but I also have to go to Brazil. And he's like, do not leave here, Asia or the Americas. 
it's this really funny scene but this guy's so slight in this one scene and i recognize it from that it's so funny but we have to watch pink panther one day because it's obviously really funny so all right that's all i have for he's the guy though junk time that was good on my end okay okay i did my best okay let's see how cold this pancake is I made, I made this pancake when we were supposed to get on at 1 p.m. This little pancake has lasted me 12 <laughs> hours. You could I just eat it. I can't even cut it. Well, I made three. And so I ate two for <laughs> breakfast. And then I was like, oh, I can save this one because it was like in the episode. You've got to stop doing this. You can't just eat potato chips and be like, wow, potato chips were in the episode. It doesn't work like that. It has to be something like dish or mint gum where you can be like, hey, it was in the episode. This does not count. <laughs> but what happens if you watch the episode and you're like, I must eat pancakes. Those look so good. And then that's how it happens. Then you can explain. Then, but you didn't say that. So it doesn't count. Oh, okay. That's, that's okay. how it works. So I only really have one question. Oh, really? Yeah. What do we think about hypnotism? I love it. And I am a hypnotist. I actually don't really know. I feel like it'd be cool to be hypnotized. But also, I think it's fake. So that's me. Okay. So hypnotism. Okay. I used to think it was fake. And then Uh-oh. I... Well, no, Have you been well, hypnotized? No, 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 no. I have not oh. been hypnotized. Oh, okay. Have you seen anyone be hypnotized? Yeah. You have? Not like in person. real life. Not no. Oh, okay. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. No. Uh, then what I you, what were so you scary. Okay, well, cuz not not just because I looked it up today, but in the past I was like I think they're they compare it to like meditation. They say that it's like meditation and hypnotism are actually the like the same thing, but hypnotism adds suggestion like Cause it, so like I mean I don't know how to explain it because I don't meditate that much as you know mm-hmm. but apparently you can get like so meditative uh, that you can like for like you're so like at peace or so calm that you're just like in a different zone I mean I'm sure that people who've meditated understand that, like you can get so like out of it like you're like on autopilot mm-hmm. or whatever like when you're driving from point A to point B in a car and you don't remember how you got there. It's not like you were, it's not like you're hypnotized, but there's just your, your mind kicks onto this autopilot that you can't really explain. You're just like, whoa, how long was I driving without like recognizing the road that I was driving on? So when you're meditating, you can get to that same place by actually like relaxing and clearing your mind. But they say hypnotism, you add suggestion to it. Like, okay, now you're in this spot. Like, okay, now do this. Now act like a chicken. Now act like a child. Act whatever. So I think that it's... I I wouldn't say that I'm a skeptic. I definitely believe that you can be hypnotized. But I think that it's very scary. And you probably shouldn't do it. Now I want to be hypnotized. I I, I feel like if if you're that laxed that you can let someone take over your actions or whatever like you shouldn't mess with that i've seen this youtuber and he's like really famous and he like 
he did this one really cool thing, but I don't even remember what it was. And there was like an entire school of kids that he like did like a weird thing with his hands and they would like go off and like down. It was so weird. Um, but, but other than that, there was this girl and he was like, okay, whenever you wake up, I'm going to be famous or I'm going to be like your favorite celebrity. And he like snapped his hands blah, blah, blah. she woke up. She's like, oh my gosh, Justin Bieber. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. She like starts crying and he like she's like, Can I get a picture, please, please, please? And he's like, Oh yeah, sure. And he's just this random dude. <laughs> and she's completely convinced that he's Justin Bieber. And I think it's staged, but Well, yeah, see that's the thing is that it's always like even magic. I've been to a magic show and it's like it's so real. Cause you're seeing it, you know, like, I don't like watching like magic on TV because yeah. it's like, well, anything could be a camera trick. So why would, why does this even matter? Uh-huh. But in person, it's so real that you're like, those people were totally in on it. They'd have to be totally in on it. So I feel like hypnotism is kind of the same way where you're like, mm-hmm. I can see it on screen, but unless I saw it in person and even then it would have to be like my friend, like my yeah. friend came with me, they were hypnotized and I know they weren't in on it, so then uh-huh. it must be real. Exactly. Because it, it's just like, oh, look at this random person who I'm going to hypnotize. But it could have been just all an act. Well, yeah. And then, and that's what I was saying, too, is that I feel like you have to be, you have to be open to it. So the fact that mm-hmm. people are, like, skeptics, and they're like, I hypnotize this this skeptic. And it's like, but a skeptic is usually going to be so blocked off to that that they're not going to be, like okay, well, convince me I'm open to being hypnotized. There's this block where they're like, this isn't real. So why would I like let myself be hypnotized? Yeah. I don't know. Agreed. So yeah, it's, it's strange. I would say Favorite. not to mess with it just as a personal, a personal thing. But um, if you could be hypnotized and we believed it, that you should do it, if <laughs> all those things, what age would you want to go to? Like, would you want to act like? I don't think I want to act at age. Like, is it like a thing that I can revert at any time? Or yeah, like it wears off like a monk. You act like that for like a day, and then by the end of the day, you're like, "Oh, I'm back to my old self." I wouldn't want to be old, right? What do you mean? Are old people like, annoying? Like twenty seven years old. Oh, I hate people that age. <laughs> oh, I think I'm twenty eight. <laughs> No, I'm thinking you are. <laughs> oh man, I guess I wouldn't go to 13 because I apparently can't count. <sighs> but um, I don't know what, what what age would you go to? I mean, young would be good just for the sense of like why Monk did it. Like you're so carefree, and then old would just be interesting. I, but I wouldn't want to have you like get a watch. Do you get to like watch it? Like, yeah, I know that's how, yeah, that's hard to say. Yeah, because you wouldn't get to know what was happening just, to you. It just a different version of you takes over your body for a day and then you wake up like Monk did. And he's like, I've been chewing this for five hours. But that's also interesting because when he almost seemed to have known what happened to him. Yeah. Because when he snapped out of it, she was like, you're different. And he was basically like, yeah, I am. Mm -hmm. Because you would have to think, why am I holding this frog? 
Why am I chewing this gum? Because he obviously didn't immediately snap back into being himself. It was a slow, gradual thing. It was, you know what I mean? He wasn't like, where am I? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Why am I chewing this gum? Where's, what's this frog? There is, there has to be some awareness. Well, uh, that's a plot hole. Because he's like, because he knows about the gum. He knows about what he was doing. But he's like, is this mud? Do you remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plot hole. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. This is a loaded question. Yeah, it I is. Like, because you have to yeah. know the terms of what mm-hmm. age, like how it would work. Like, does your family know that this is happening? Do you know that, like, can you tell everyone before it's going to happen? It's a loaded question, Candace. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay, <laughs> the last thing was, this was random and it's not even a question, but I was trying to look up blueberry gum. Like, is there such thing as diet blueberry oh, gum? gosh. And I was like, what the heck? There the first thing. Be. What? There, there better not be. That sounds gross. Oh, there's not diet blueberry. There is regular blueberry gum. I did find that. But when I typed in blueberry gum, it was like, Every single thing was like marijuana, cannabis strain, weed. I was like, (laughs) what? The first link was for leafly.com. I was like, and every single thing was about cannabis. And I was like, indigo, blah, blah, blah. I was like, what the heck? So just beware, people, if you're looking at blueberry gum, apparently... And it wasn't even, the strand wasn't even called blueberry gum. It was just like blueberry strand. And everyone was asking about it. And I'm like, why would that pop up if I type in blueberry gum? But whatever. I guess. What? Yeah. They thought I was a hippie. Blueberry gum. Blueberry gum. Yeah, I was trying to look for something to put in the monk box. Oh. And so I was like, oh, blueberry gum. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not putting this in the box. (laughs) inappropriate <laughs> not doing it people no matter how much whatever state you're in i don't care not doing it all right junk time is over i guess it's all the okay. questions i had so okay plot holes okay how many plot holes do you have i have two but they're they're very good oh wait no i have three this one is pretty like this is the main clue of the episode is the gum right but yet whenever the gang is trying to get into the house like to interview the guy the very first time they go to the house the housekeeper lets them in so you're telling me the housekeeper didn't pick up a big blue thing of gum the second time oh you're saying that they have a housekeeper yeah and so in that amount of time that housekeeper did not pick up that gum. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know that if there was a housekeeper, but I'll believe you. I, I, cause I happened to pause right then. Cause I was writing a note and then she was there and I was like, what? Cause I, you know, x-ray it says housekeeper for her credit. Oh, okay. And I was hmm. like, oh. and she had her little dusty thing. And so, I went all detective mode on them. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, I'll do my first one just because we already kind of said it, but confusing as to what a six-year-old would do or whatever. Also, in the episode, they said that he reverted to a six-slash-seven-year-old. And then in the 
um, Dr. Bell said that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. about six or seven. And then in the Amazon description at the top, mm-hmm. it says he reverts to a nine-year-old self. So I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Why would they even specify that? I don't know. If they did, if it was if they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Plot hole. Yeah. So, they could have um, been younger. And <laughs> ex- exactly. <laughs> like, that's what I said. Okay. So, and also, like, the vocabulary and stuff that he used. It's like, I know that he's still an adult. So he knows the things that he knows, but why would a child say that? Like, what did he why say? would a child say, like, he like called the lady facelift. And then, like, <laughs> he said, when he was like saying his summation, and he's like, he drugged her and he murdered her and yeah. wrapped her up in the thing. And I'm like, is this a six year old telling the summation? Because that's what doesn't okay. make any sense. Yeah. Right? I, I did remember that being a little bit off putting whenever he was like, he drugged her. And or overpowered her. I was like, yeah, six year old. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, how how much does he is he supposed to know? So and then also like he was also very poorly behaved. And I kind of talked about that already. Like when he was like kicking the he kicked sand in that kid's eye. When he he like pushes him down on the swing, he pushes him and then he kicks sand up in his face. And I'm like, again, like as a child, like you would have to, that that would be like on the scale of zero to 10 of like bad children. That's pretty up there to like do that. You know what I mean? Like that's like a, 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 a mean kid. And then, uh, he was like throwing pencils. Like whenever the lady was talking, he was like flinging pencils at her. Oh yeah, and Natalie's like whoa, and like stops him, which was a really good catch by Natalie. But uh-huh. again, as a child doing this, like you I, know what I mean? It's like as a six to seven year old, maybe like five year old would be okay, in my opinion. But he's a six. When I was again, seven, I was not doing that. But that's like a very, uh, but you know what I mean? It's very poorly behaved child. Yeah, in general, yeah. Like to uh, to fling pencils. An adult would fling a pencil to fling a pencil at someone who's talking like a victim who's sad, obviously upset. And a, a ch- I don't think a child would even do that. So I just jotted it down. So I agree. Okay. Did we hear Natalie call him Adrian? Did you notice that? No, I didn't. I didn't. No. Yeah. When she figures out that he's been hypnotized and they're standing by the vending machines and she's like, wait, Mr. Monk, what's wrong with you? He mentions the hypnotist. Like, he said something, something, something. She's like, who's he? And he's like, nobody. And she's like, did you go see oh, that hypnotherapist or whatever? And he's like, no. And she's like, Adrian, I need you to tell me how old you are. And then he said, like, that's for me to know and for you to find out. And then ran off. So she totally called him Adrian. Which I don't, I feel like we haven't heard her call him Adrian since, like, the red herring. That's maybe she's called him Adrian one other time. Oh my gosh. It's, it's so weird. That. It stood out to me when she said it. I did not like catch Adrian. That. I was like, oh, that sounds weird. Okay. All right. Also, a Natalie one leap and Annette will appear. Did you notice that? The hypnotist I, I keep the hypnotist that says leap and Annette. Hypnotist or hypnotherapist. They're, I'm mushing those words together. Okay, yeah. He says, Leap and Annette will appear. To Monk when they're in therapy. Yeah, and, and he's like, like Annette. It was Annette. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He made the same joke in Mr. Monk in the Private Eye because Natalie keeps saying, My uncle, uh, my grandpa Neville said, Leap and Annette will appear. And then 
Monk is like, maybe he was talking about Annette. Maybe there's some girl named Annette out there who's something. They made the same phrase and then this uh, uh. the same joke. And then instead of Monk acknowledging like, hey, Natalie's grandpa says that. Because Monk remembers everything, so he would have remembered that. Is that not weird that they use the same... <laughs> like, that whole that. episode? That whole episode was about Leap and Annette will appear. I, I do remember now that you talk about it, but I did not catch that at all, so... I didn't think any sane person would catch that. <laughs> I know like it's very small. But you've also only seen the episode one time. That's you've only seen Private Eye one time. That, that remember that whole episode is about that, and Monk is like at the end when he they pull him out of the boat, and he's like shivering, and he's like Leaper and Annette will appear, and they're like what? What's he saying? And he's like he's saying Leap and Annette appear, my butt. Uh, yeah. So that whole episode was about that. So, but it's okay. It's a good pothole. Trust me. We'll just go to the next one. <laughs> okay. Did you notice the weird sound? You said you did not notice the camera work did you notice the sound i was like a thousand percent sure that you would notice this i did not and i don't think it was just my tv because at first i can't remember the first time i noticed it and i was like huh that's weird oh oh when their uh, monk first turns into a kid i think and they're going to the crime scene and they're going on the bridge oh and and they get out of the car and they're shutting the car doors and there's no sound of them doing that it's like the microphones, it's like they're wearing lapels or something, and the microphones are only picking up them talking, and the little bit of ambient sound ambient sound that you can hear through their lapel mics. It's very weird, and they do it multiple times in the episode. It's like every time they're outside, the sound is really, really off. It was probably, like, windy, and they couldn't use the sounds from, like, other things. Yeah, because I was trying to see if their mouths, you know, because they'll have to like dub over their oh, own yeah. mouth. Talking. Everybody's mouths was like on point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, I know they practice it and do it, redo it. And I was like, I feel like it's almost like they, like you said, they had no boom mics to capture sound, but they had their mics. So they were really clear, but they had no ambient sound. It's very strange. It's like exactly what happened in that one episode. We were like, it's so quiet. It's so weird. I don't know what's going on. I I feel like it was the dentist. Because it was the, they were in the like office. Or Maester Mook goes to the office? No, no, no. They were in like the dentist, like ladies. Oh. This is the, what is he called? The dental hygienist? No, 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 no. The person who, uh, the reception. There was one in this episode and Monk made fun of her because she was old. Because she's 37. Secretary. Not old, but. No. Are you over or under 100? That's secretary. Yeah, that lady. Are you over or under? Um, what does that called? The secretary? A receptionist. Receptionist! Oh, okay, I said that already, but... No, you didn't. Yeah, no, you didn't. Roll the tapes, tape. everyone. She didn't say that. She didn't say that. You she definitely did. did not say that, so... <laughs> Leaf and Annette will appear. Okay. All right. But seriously, uh, I do have one timestamp is 15 minutes and 17 seconds. So any, everyone, anyone who wants to check it out, check it out and you'll see what I'm talking about. Like watch the car doors, they're shutting and there's no sound. I actually it, have it right here. Okay. I have it because I have two monitors and I'm going to watch it right now. Ooh, fancy. Okay, your heels are very quiet. They're clear. 
Nope, I didn't catch it. Really? Yeah, no. Okay. Well, uh, somebody else let me know if, if, if you don't hear it. Either. Putting, I swear. Okay. Okay. And then I think I only have one more. Okay. Is the hypnotist. They're all like Dr. Bell's like, I've been cleaning up his messes for years, okay. blah, blah, blah. Why didn't they even try to go back to him and Be snap like, him out of yeah. it? If he was able to do that to him. Why couldn't he undo it to him? Like they didn't even try That's true. to go back. I thought and that then, as well, yeah. Yeah. And then also I've heard, which I didn't t- talk about in junk time for some reason, but I've also heard that no one can hypnotize you into doing something that you wouldn't normally do. So like, which sounds like a plot hole within itself, but like, for example, when they say like people, like they're hypnotized, so they like committed a murder or something. Oh yeah. And it's like, well, you can't be hypnotized to do something you wouldn't normally do. So if you wouldn't normally kill someone, then you're not going to kill someone when you're hypnotized. Mm-hmm. But I don't really understand that because, like, why would anyone ever, like, cluck like a chicken and hop on one foot? Uh-huh. Why, like, you know what I mean? Why would you do that? The whole point of hypnotism is to do something that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's just always what I've heard about hypnotism. Uh-huh. And it doesn't make sense to me. But that's my last thing is just why they didn't go back to the hypnotherapist and try to undo it. It's not like he got out of town. He obviously was still screwing Harold up. Yeah. So, but. Is that a thing that you have to do? You have to like check in and like be like, okay, hypnotize me every month. I don't know. I feel like I don't, I don't understand. Maybe I should have done more research on hypnotherapy, but it's, it's like, why would you. Which I guess, like, so if people get hypnotized to, like, not smoke, it's like, you don't want to just be hypnotized during your session mm-hmm. because you want to not smoke all the time. Yeah. So you want to be hypnotized into some state where you don't want to smoke and then it carries out through. But, like, why would you want to, why would you ever let a patient go, okay, go back to childhood and then they leave your office acting like a child and then you're yeah. like, all right, bye. Yeah. I don't know. He was like, go back to when you were happy. And he was expecting it to be like when he was with Trudy. Not when he was five years old. Because he yeah. kept on going back and back and back. Like, okay, when you were in high school. Okay, when you were in elementary school. He was not planning for that to happen. So why would he let that happen? Yeah. God, can you imagine what events this would have taken if he stopped at Trudy? And then, like, the whole episode is, like, he just acts like Trudy's there. And everyone's like, uh... She's dead. <laughs> oh, I went that, dark, right? That would have been way more dark. Exactly. Daredevil, that's the path they took. <laughs> Hypnotized did much better. Just saying. You could make it dark. You could make it happy. All right. I have a last bubble. Oh, you do? Okay, go ahead. I told you that I only had one, so that way I could get the final laugh. Um, oh, okay. So this is more of a how convenient. It is Randy makes gum just as someone needs an airtight alibi. Like something that's so easily caught on somebody. And like if Randy made ink and it's like, oh, well, there's this knife and it does ink on it or something like that. The alibi, if she's lying about this, then she's obviously going to be wrong. How come the only time that happens is the only time Randy ever has something or like anyone ever has ever has something that is like 
very prominent. Like if Monk was like, this is Hoppy, this is Hoppy, and boom, she is Hoppy or something. Like he loses it at the house. And then at the other house, he, he finds Hoppy or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. I was trying to think if there's any other clue that has been similar. Like, oh, it's Natalie's something or the captain's something, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, how convenient like that. Because I feel like a lot of the, like the, like maybe the um, the maritime exam, like the captain's studying for the maritime exam and he's learning Morse code. And then Natalie also knows Morse code and then they use the in the fireplace. It's like one of those things where you're like, oh, that just so happened Yeah. too. Yes, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. There's other clues that are in your face, but they're much more natural. Yeah. Like him having that gum is not a natural thing. Yeah. I get what you're Agreed. saying. Okay. Got you. How crazy was Monk this episode? Plus crazy moments. Okay. Out of ten hobbies. Hoppy was probably my favorite like item in this car- in this episode. I enjoyed him a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. Okay, I went simple to out of 10 pieces of diet raspberry disher mint gum. <laughs> diet raspberry? Oh, crap. It's blueberry. It legit says raspberry on my paper. Can't I'll just put it. raspberry in the box instead. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't look up raspberry and that's why all that stuff came up? Is raspberry it was blue- gum? A thing? I'm sure it is. It's I think it all is. Oh, I hate raspberry. It's probably a strain of other <laughs> type of drug. It's a family show, though. I won't go there. All right. Do you have any crazy moments? I do not. Yeah. Are it. you serious? This is the, this is our whole thing. You do the. He's the guy. Crazy moments, and I'm funny. Okay, look at this list, guys. <laughs> oh my gosh! Why would I need some? Come on. Think about it. <laughs> okay, ready? Go ahead. Okay, so he wishes the rainbows were even. Of course. He solves the wet umbrella while explaining something else. The mm-hmm. You know, the case. His uncanny Dr. Bell impression. <laughs> I'm nodding my head. <laughs> you don't have to say you're nodding your head. Okay, I'm nodding my head. <laughs> okay, just forget the nodding. Okay. He wants to know what they win for finding the body. And Randy's like, wait, is there something we win? <laughs> we don't win anything, right? <laughs> he stomps in the mud. He wants to climb in the trees or that tree or that tree. Or maybe he can swing over to that tree. <laughs> Are you over or under 100? <laughs> Cooties and candy machine. Uh, while balancing the balloon on his head. Dr. Smell. He calls shotgun. He loves pancakes and syrup a lot. He holds Hoppy up for the camera. He jumps over the dead body. His entire first summation is crazy. Uh, He can see his butt. Uh, He's flinging pencils. He's taping himself up. He chews the gum off the shoe. He calls her facelift. (laughs) He hates everyone and is going to France. He pushes the little kids down and kicks dirt in their face. And he wants to call the exterminator in the end. <laughs> Candace, out of 10 diet raspberries and gums, what do you rate this? I gave him a 10. 
So did I. Ten pieces of diet raspberry. <laughs> out of ten hoppies, a ten out of ten. This is. I would have given him a nine out of ten because he's you know hypnotized and whatnot. But the extra one point is because he didn't listen to Natalie. That is exactly what really? I did. Yes, I was like, well, I mean, I guess he was no. He wanted to be hypnotized mm-hmm. and he went against everyone's advice. Yep, that's exactly what I thought. Why am I even here? Okay. <laughs> All right, last segment. Rate, rate this, episode. this episode. All right, so you go first for rate this episode. I want I'm really interested in what you have to say. Okay. So, this episode is fun. And the okay, my only problem with this entire episode is the crime. It was kind of lacking, in my opinion. And that was I. I really, really, really do like this episode. I like how Monk is like kind of flawed, and he goes against Natalie. I really like this. I gave it a nine out of ten. Okay, I can see that, and I thought that you would. Okay, this is not one of my personal favorite episodes, but I still think it's a solid episode. I think a lot of people like this one and I feel like it was going for top comedy, but at some points hit cringe for me personally. However, I did laugh out loud several times, so it was still hilarious. I also thought that the crime wasn't necessarily memorable, but pretty clever, like a pretty clever plan Mm -hmm. what the girl did. Um, So I'm going with a solid 10.8. Eight out of 10. Yeah. Eight out of ten. That's an eight point five. I like that. I really like that. I, I think feel so. like it'll do good in the ratings at the end. Yeah, I think eight point five is good. Uh, again, I was it's it's hard because sometimes uh, I would say sometimes I try to mostly go off of like objectively and then add a little bit of personal into it. Like objectively, I think this is a good episode. Mm-hmm. And then my personal feelings kind of pull it up or down. I feel like I definitely had a time figuring this one out because I feel like it was a good episode. I feel like most people would think it's a nine. and the, But then personally, just some of the comedy is a little too far for me. So it pulls it, pulls it down. I really wish I knew how to look up stuff better. Like Toby literally has to look up things for me because I can't find stuff. Really? Yeah. How? I like whenever How? That's he's like drunk. literally the easiest thing in the world to do. I like to remember things. So if I knew at one point, I would probably remember, but I don't. How would you figure out what somebody submitted for the Academy? I don't think that exists. So No, it does. I know it, I know it exists. Because I read that he submitted Mr. Monk Takes His Medicine for the Emmys that one year to see Tony Shalhoub. I totally found it. Thanks to Tony Shalhoub daily, because I knew it would be on this website. So perfect. Save the day. Okay. So in 2003, he won his first Emmy for Mr. Monk in the airplane. Right. Cause th- these are the episodes that he- Tony Shalhoub or whoever submits for like the Academy to look at. And then 2004, he submitted Mr. Monk goes to the theater which is an amazing episode. He didn't win though. <laughs> but he won the he won the next year when he submitted Takes His Medicine. 
Then How? he won. How did then he, he won that one, but not the Vader. Okay, go ahead. I I agree, but then also it's like again the performance of he was able to play this character who was like sad and mopey, and then this the monk, yeah. and was able to like go back and forth like you said in the hypnotist one, and then the next year he won again for Mister Monk bumps his head mm-hmm. where he has amnesia. There you go. And then the next year, he he never won anymore, but Mr. Monk gets a new shrink, mm-hmm. which I thought was an interesting choice. But he does have that scene where he has the five stages of grief mm-hmm. in that episode, which is hilarious. So maybe he was going for that. And then last year's, what well, last year's, for us, last season, uh, Mr. Monk and the Naked Man. That's the one. Yeah. I don't know. I guess because he was really crazy on that one. I don't know. And then this season that oh, we're last, on. Is, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was last season? Yeah. Mr. Monk and the Naked Man was season six, episode three. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. And then the this year's, what he submitted, is for the next episode we're going to watch. Yeah. It could be hit or Because so, we'll, Naked were, Man up against theater. Yeah. It could be hit or miss. Yeah. I'm excited. So interesting. And then the last, I mean, I could say the last season, he he submitted the finale, like the final episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. All right. That's definitely enough final chit chat. So, all right, guys, we will see you next week for the Emmy. I don't even know what you'd call that. Emmy nominated submission episode of 2009. <laughs> The Emmy-nominated episode. The Emmy... Wait, did it win an award? It was a no, no it was nominee. Emin, em, nominee. Emini? The Emini... <laughs> okay. The Emmy nominee for best... Insert whatever they won or whatever they were nominated. What were they nominated for? No, Tony Shalhoub was nominated for best actor in a comedy series. Oh, Okay. So then, next outstanding week, lead actor in a comedy series. Okay, next week is Tony Shalhoub's big debut as Emmy nominee for leading male actor in a comedy series. I think there was some truth in that. <laughs> I'm not really sure. If you if you squint, <laughs> what is he? I'm squinting so I can see better. <laughs> all right guys we'll see you next time goodbye for mr monk and that episode bye all right guys bye hey guys thanks for listening to the junk monk podcast we'd love to hear from you so please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts also follow us at junk monk podcast on instagram facebook twitter and youtube if you want to know more about candace she's at hardens and hard hats on instagram and if you want to know more about me noah l subscribe to my vlog noah hernandez on youtube also you can leave us a voicemail at 323-366-0477 with your questions comments or just to show us some love don't forget to catch up on monk with amazon prime video or peacock tv and of course subscribe to our show you'll thank me later